Hey everyone, how's it going? Welcome back to Jess Unfiltered. I'm your host, Jess, obviously. Now in part one of Russ's ACN story, we listened to him talk about how he was recruited into ACN. In part two, things are going to get pretty wild. He's going to talk about the conferences that he went to, and chances are there's probably going to be more than three parts because YouTube does have an upload limit, and if you're listening to this on my podcast, I'm just taking the audio directly from YouTube, so... It is somewhat relevant to you as well. (laughs) I do want to issue a quick trigger warning. If suicide and self-harm and anything along those lines is triggering to you, I would avoid this episode. Now with that, let's go ahead and jump right back into Russ's story. And uh, because of that, I gave her the nickname G.I.J. Now, she sees that she sees a couple of new people there. And one of them happens to be myself. So you know what she did? She put me in the hot seat. She, she was standing up, everyone was sitting down. She had me get up and walk over to where she was. Um, and I introduced myself as a new rep. I then talked about my current job, what I did for a living, how I've been there for three years. I was wanting to get out. And at that moment, she affectionately puts her arm around my shoulder and she says, you've made the right decision. This is going to change your life for the better. We're so happy you're with us. You're going to have, you have a a support system here and we are here for you. And I didn't realize it at that time, but that was the kiss of death. I will explain later why. Um, so um, at that point, she introduces us to uh, the ACN opportunity and what we have to do. Now, keep in mind, we didn't really have uh, a lot of social media at that time. We, we had MySpace and Facebook was a fairly new uh, tool at that time. But we weren't encouraged to go on Facebook and say, hey, girl, are you looking to start your own business? Yeah, this was 2006. This was way before that. We had to do things the old fashioned way. We had to write down the names and phone numbers of everyone we knew. And we had to look at scripts that were on the ACN website. Oh yes, they had scripts that told us what to say. (laughs) And um, with these scripts, we had to make the words our own. So we had to put our own personality into what we were pitching to people. One of the uh, key, uh, key phrases in fact, it's the key phrase is, can you do me a huge favor? And the reason they ACN puts that there is because they say, you know, people that you know, people that love you are, for the most part, are always willing to do you a favor. So it's very important that you, you ask if they could do you a favor. And then you go through the pitch and say, you know, I, I just started my own business. I'm strapped for cash. 
um, looking for a few rep, uh, represent reps and customers. Here's, here's the business. Um, and then just kind of, you know, just kind of lay it out for them in a way they can understand. And then you have to say, would you mind um, joining my business? Would you mind uh, helping me in my business by giving it a try? Now, if that's not manipulation, I don't know what is. So um, I get together with my upline. I write down a list of names and phone numbers of everyone I knew. They call that a warm market list. Yeah, Huns today have it a lot easier than we did. <laughs> Um, so, um, so I pull up the script and one of the people I happen to call is my best friend, a guy I have known since high school. And at this point, you know, we're still, you know, we're still hanging out. We're still together, even though we're out of high school and I, I call him up and I introduce him to the ACN opportunity. And surprise, surprise, it backfires big time. He stops me and, and he says, Russ, this is a pyramid scheme. Okay, you may think that you're going to be successful in this. You may think that you're going to make a lot of money, but you're not. If you want to uh, retain whatever is left of our friendship, you will never, ever peddle this shit to me again. Do you understand? I was taken aback by that. I didn't know how to respond. And I all choked up and I said, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm not trying to sell you anything. I am just trying to start my own business. He's like, Russ, you're not starting a business. You are part of a pyramid scheme. You are not going to make any money. In fact, you're going to lose money. You are on the bottom. You're going to stay on the bottom uh, because, you know, so, theoretically you could sign people up, but eventually you're going you're, you're gonna to run out of people. And you're going to have to continually replace people that quit. And you're going to run out of those. And, 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 everything, and, and then all of a sudden, your, your house of cards is just going to topple down. I don't want that for you. I don't want you to experience this. And I'm really sorry that you, you joined. I hope you can get your money back. Because this is not, this is not something that's good for you. Now, honestly... The Huns will say, well, you don't need people like that in your life. But to you and I and everyone else that left MLM, this person that turned me down and was just blunt, that's a good friend. Are you still friends today since you've left? <laughs> or is that a yes compliment? No. <laughs> yes, no. Loaded question. Yeah. Uh, so he got married uh, since then, 
he is living about half an hour away from me. We don't keep in touch as often uh, as we used to uh, because we, we have our own lives. And, and so I'm crushed. My upline sees that I'm crushed. And he says, hey, you know what? Rejection happens in this business. It's, it's gonna, you know, this, this is part of life. And then he proceeds to um, try to uh, build me back up, but he does it in a way that just tears me out even more. He says, this, this, these rejections, they'll help you grow. Now, <laughs> at that time, I'm, I'm not taking that very well. He's like, okay, this is going to help me grow. Now, what he, what, what he was saying is that it's going to help me develop a thicker skin, that it's going to help me uh, not only re refine my sales technique, but it's, it's gonna, it's, he's gonna be like, okay, whatever, you know, whatever, uh, knows you get, uh, it's gonna lead you closer to that one. Yes. Uh, what I took it as, okay, this is gonna help me grow into a very insecure person, unsure of myself, wondering why I decided to join and then constantly beating myself up for making this mistake. So, he finds that he's not very successful at this. He calls his ex-girlfriend and he, he says, yeah, he, he says, said, Russ just kind of experienced a rejection here. Um, he's a little distraught. He's just, he's feeling him down. I was wondering if you can just kind of help cheer him up. So she's like, yeah, sure. Put him on the phone. And she says, yeah, you know what? I've, I've received some pretty bad rejections too. I've, I've had a lot of people, uh, you know, swear at me, cuss me out, and I don't want to have anything to do with me. And this negativity, unfortunately, is going to happen because you're dealing with people, okay? It's, it's, it's part of life, especially when you're dealing with multi-level marketing. Um, it also looks to me that you have not received uh, the training that you need. And so I would like to invite you to come to Utah. There is a high-ranking regional vice president named Spencer Hun. <laughs> it's ironic that his last name happens to be Hun. Um, he is going to be the keynote speaker. And so it's like, so if you, you know, if you can just uh, head up to Utah. I'm going to be there. I would love to meet you. And uh, you, you, I will also be saving a, uh, saving a seat for you. And I'm kind of impressed with that invitation. Uh, she was very persuasive. <laughs> um, I said, yeah, okay, sure. I'll, I'll, uh, I can use whatever training that I need in order to be successful in this. I'm, I'm fairly new. And I don't, I, I could use as much training as possible. She's, she's like, yeah, come to Utah. Um, the event's going to be held at this uh, a particular hotel. She names the hotel. And um, she even gives me directions there. And she's like, we'd love to have you. Well, after we hung up, I look at my upline and I say, how am I going to get to Utah? I am $500 in the hole now due to this. 
I haven't made any sales. I haven't made any money. How am I going to get up there? Please tell me. I'm, I am curious as to how we're going to pull this off. So he's like, no worries. I got it covered. Uh, I'm going to make a few phone calls. We're going to get this, uh, we're going to get the, this thing squared away and uh, we're going to get you up to Utah. So I'm like, all right. A few days go by. He calls me back up and he says, hey, uh, do you remember uh, G.I. Jane uh, that we met up in Thornton? I said, yeah. Well, she is uh, taking her, she, she's going to be taking her team members up to Utah. And she says that you are more than welcome to join her. Uh, she, um, um, we're, so what we're going to do is we're going to meet up at in Thornton on the intersection of 88th and Washington. Um, now, I'm going to be honest with you, Russ. I cannot go with you, okay? But I know these people, and they are very good friends of mine, and they'll take very good care of you. You're in good hands. I wasn't in good hands. But at the time, I had faith in him, and I believed that he was—he had my best interests at heart. This was the guy directly above you saying this? Yes. Okay. This is my upline. He says, um, he says, you're, you're in good hands. They'll take very good care of you. They'll, you know, well, I'm going I'm to drop you off. You're going to meet them there. Um, they will take you to Utah to the conference center, and then they will bring you back. Um, I keep in mind, this is going to be an overnight drive, so you can, you can sleep along the way. Um, and then they'll, you'll be there that very morning. I said, well, all right, if, if this is what's, uh, this is the only option available, I'll, I'll take advantage of it. I felt very uneasy about it. And I just had a feeling that this just was not right. But uh, at the same time, I wanted my upline to see that I trusted him. So I decided to go along with it against my better judgment. So we drive up to Thornton. We uh, head up to the intersection of 88th and Washington. Lo and behold, I see a minivan there waiting for me. Now, Um, my upline drops me off. The, the back minivan door opens. And I'm going to tell you what I see. So you have the driver's seat, the front passenger seat, and then in the minivan, uh, in the back, you have the very back seat. The front and the middle back seats were taken out. There's about seven or eight people in. You have the drive, you have the driver, the first, the, the, um, the navigator in the front passenger seat. And then you have like a few people sitting on the very back seat. And then everyone else is sitting on the floor. <laughs> and you didn't run away in that moment. <laughs> oh, I sure wanted to. <laughs> But at that time, my upline drove off. 
I am in the middle of nowhere and there wasn't, there wasn't Uber or Lyft back then. And so in order to get home, I would have had to call a taxi and that ride would have been extremely expensive. So I have no choice but to get in this van and head up to Utah. Now, so I get in the van, I sit in the very back seat. I am not going to sit on that floor. That back seat was already crowded. And so was the floor. The only way you can get comfortable in this eight hour long drive is to snuggle with people. <laughs> I don't know any of these guys. And so for me, snuggling with them <laughs> is extremely awkward and uncomfortable. But I am trying to make the best of this. And so what do I do? I try to strike up a casual conversation that is the typical get to know you type, like, hi, how you doing? How long you been in ACN? What do you, what's your normal job? What do you do for a living? That kind of, that, that kind of conversation, okay? Now, because the conversation was not based on ACN, team coordinator, G.I. Jane, snaps at me and says, you need to remember why you are on this trip. We are not here to get to know you personally. We're not here to, uh, we're not your friends. We're not here to um, hang out with you or do anything of that sort. You're going to a business conference. And so the, the discuss, if you are here, if you're gonna talk to anybody here, it needs to be about the business. Do you understand? <laughs> and I'm like, whoa, uh, okay. I'm trying to get to know the people that I'm with. And I am just trying to break the ice. Then talk about ACN. Okay. And then one of the other people in the in the van, you know, he's he's a he's an asshole. Okay. He's like, yeah, dude, we're not your friends here. Okay. Um we we are going we're heading up to, to Utah. It's an eight hour drive. It's extremely uncomfortable, and no offense, dude, but a lot of us just kind of want to go to sleep. Okay, and like no no I get that is I I was just trying to get to know and like dude I don't fucking care. Okay, we're not your friends. We're not going to get to know you. Okay, in fact, you you're just another extra mouth for us to feed. Okay. We've only we only have so much food in our cooler here, and now we have to give some of it to you. When that could have been saved for later. And I, I kind of felt I kind of felt a little humiliated at that point. Um, being in an uncomfortable vehicle, driving eight hours through Utah, and we went up through Wyoming. Okay, when you go to Utah through the state of Wyoming. You're in desert country. There's nothing there. 
And so I am on this ex uh, extremely uncomfortable ride with people that don't want me there. And at that point, I was so miserable that I want, I desired a mercy killing. I wanted someone to pull out, to pull out a gun, shoot me in the head, open the sliding door and drop my body off on the side of the road. I would rather be dead than be in a vehicle snuggling with people I don't know, being constantly snapped at by G.I. Jane and her fellow team members, being told that I am an, an extra mouth to feed, that I am a burden, that I am, um, I am just taking up space. Uh, and the, the long ride to me was hell. It, it felt like a fate worse than death. Um, and that may, that may sound very dramatic, but at the time I felt like I was never going to see my family again. I felt like I was kidnapped that, uh, not only was I never going to be coming back, but that my body would never be found. Do you have any idea how horrible that feels? Yeah, I, I can't even imagine. Were you, were you thinking that they were going to like not actually take you to this place that they said they were going to bring you? Was it just very suspicious like that? And you genuinely like thought that they weren't ever going to bring you back? Yeah, actually I did. I thought I was going to be taken to some undisclosed location. I thought I was, I thought I was going to be murdered and uh, my body put in a, in a location that would never be found. And then they would just go off and do what they were going to do. Um, thank the Lord that didn't happen. <laughs> so we're going on this eight hour long drive. We're listening to motivational speeches, not, not only from ACN high ranking regional vice presidents, but also uh, from Tony who says, think about the one thing that was a should and now was a must. And then of course we listen to Jim working full-time at your job, part-time on your fortune speech. Everything is, into, is all about the indoctrination, the brainwashing, all about getting into that business mindset. Okay, so um, going through this uh, eight-hour-long trip, the crack of dawn hits uh, as we enter Utah. And um, we still have maybe about 45 minutes before we get to Salt Lake. But at that point, not only are we tired from lack of sleep and we, because we were, we, we eventually fell asleep, but you're sleeping in a moving vehicle, uh, struggling with other people. It is, you're not gonna, you're gonna, you're not gonna get a full eight hour sleep. It's just not gonna happen. 
Okay. And so not only are we tired, we're cranky, we're also very grungy. We, we smell bad. <laughs> and so the first, so, uh, you know, we get, we, as we're waking up at the crack of dawn, uh, the first question I ask is, is there anywhere that we can take a shower? And GI Jane says, nope, we can't be taking, we're not going to take, we can't take showers. There's no time. And I say, well, we smell bad. How are we going to clean ourselves? We can't go in here dressed like this. We can't go in here smelling like, like we reek of body odor. What are we going to do? So you know what she does? She pulls out wipes. Yeah, she pulls out wipes. <laughs> okay. So here's what happens. We pull into the parking lot of the hotel. And um, uh, she brings, she pulls out the wipes and we're pretty, we're pretty much, you know, take off our shirts, uh, wipe our, uh, wipe our arms, our chest, you know, ev everywhere as And then, and then um, just try to like, you know, get whatever uh, soap we have on our hair, get some bottled water, wash that out. And that is all we have for part two. Thank you guys so much for listening to today's episode and come back for part three and probably part four and possibly part five. <laughs> this was about a two and a half hour phone call that I have with Russ. And so there is lots of content. And again, unfortunately, YouTube for me does have an upload limit. So I will need to break this out as much as it'll let me. <laughs> anyway. Thanks again for listening. Be sure to check me out on Instagram at JessUnfilteredPod and on Twitter at Unfiltered underscore Jess. I'm hoping that in part three and possibly in part four, we can get to the really interesting part where Russ starts talking about getting to actually see Donald Trump speak at an ACN convention. Not that the rest of the story is not interesting because honestly, from start to finish, my attention was hooked. So yeah, bye.